I'm Amy Elkins, and I'm a life coach. This is my podcast, Strong As You Think, where I share with you ideas and tools on how to live life better and stronger. This is episode 14, Anxiety, the Toddler in Your Brain. Almost all of us experience anxiety, but we don't have to be stopped by it. Find out how we can question it and move forward. Hi guys, welcome back to Strong As You Think. So today I want to talk about anxiety. I think that probably most of us have felt anxiety before. I would say who has felt anxious before, but I think maybe a better question would be who hasn't felt anxious. And a lot of us feel anxious a lot of the time. I think um, a lot of times when we feel anxious, our mind is spinning. Uh, Sometimes my chest feels tight. My stomach is tight or it's churning. I can feel all these. Sometimes I'm tense in my shoulders and neck. So I think there's um, a lot of symptoms in anxiety. And it, and it, is so pervasive a lot of times that it starts keeping us from doing things that we think we want to do. Um, one way I think of it is it feels like having a two-year-old running around in your mind, like tugging on you in your mind and asking you for something. And the more you ignore it, the more, the louder he gets, the more he tugs. And it's hard to focus and pay attention when that feels like it's going on inside. And then to top that off, you start feeling anxious that you're anxious. You're feeling anxious about your anxiety and you're scared it will get worse or it might never leave. So you're feeling anxious and then it gets worse because you're feeling anxious about being anxious. It's this cycle. We almost all feel this way at one time or another from one degree or another. It really is a thing, right? And the harder we try to get rid of it and ignore it, the more we are actually thinking about it and the more present it is. So we almost all deal with this because it's something else that comes from our survival brain, from our primitive brain, because anxiety thinks it's protecting us from things. But the problem is, is the primitive survival brain can't tell the difference between like real dangers, you know, dangers, physical dangers that's immediately affecting our um, life and our health than things that it just doesn't understand, maybe because it can't see the end. I think sometimes that new and challenging things are dangerous because we can't see the end result. And when there's no guarantee Often, um, it, our brain thinks, well, we're safe where we are now. So why am I trying something different? That's taking a risk. Something bad could happen and that could be dangerous. So then we've got this anxiety. So we get anxious about things like speaking in public, taking a test, going to a party, meeting new people, applying for a job. The list goes on and on, right? But they all involve things where we can't guarantee the result, right? There's new things. We don't know exactly what's going to happen at the end. And um, we are programmed to be a part of a group. Like our primitive brain wants us to be part of a group because 
it feels like if we're part of a group, we will be able to be safer. Like think about in the past when maybe people were hunters and gatherers, um, if they were alone, they were a lot less likely to survive, but being a part of the group kept them safe. So we still have that part of our brain that longs to be a part of a group and it feels safer when we're a part of a group. So there's a lot of anxiety involved around other people and what they think about us in certain situations. And that's why a lot of these things that I said before, like meeting new people, speaking in front of a group, going to a party, all of that, you know, even applying for a job, that those things are going to trigger that because they affect if we're part of a group, don't they? You know, if the people like us, if they approve of us, if they let us into their group. And we think that shouldn't matter on some level, but our primitive brain, we are programmed for that to matter. So it makes sense that we would have anxiety or some sort of feelings about that into these situations, but that it can be like this life and death situations. And really they aren't life and death situations for us now. Um, but our brain wants to tell us the worst case scenario to keep us safe. So every time, uh, we want to do that. It's going to play out what could be the worst case scenario in our minds. And it goes over that and over that, like the two-year-old um, pulling on you and you feel like you can't even get away from it. Or if you've had a negative experience with one of these things, that's what your brain wants to go back to because it doesn't want to have that negative experience again. So it comes with this, what if this happens? What if, and, um, it doesn't want to do that again. It just feels anxious and scared, right? And what do we do when we're anxious and scared? A lot of times we just pull in, we hide, we can't concentrate. And it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We say, what if the worst happens? Well, when you've got this stuff going on in your mind, you're not functioning at your best. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that we can't do the things and go the places that we want to go. And so it just feeds on itself, doesn't it? So like, um, I used to feel really anxious about talking in front of people, you know, in a, especially in a bigger group. And, um, yeah, I would freeze up when I did that. I tried it once when I was younger um, I had an idea of what I wanted to say. Um, I got up in front of the people and I totally blanked and I said some things, but it, it, it didn't go well. I, I felt awful after. And so of course my brain took that as you never want to do that again. And, um, so what I started doing when I would speak in front of people again, is I wrote everything out word for word. And I did, I did um, freeze in front of people again, but I was able to find my place and I was able to continue and, and to fulfill the speaking engagement and to say the things that I had planned on saying. But, um, what that did that I kept doing that is I started creating evidence for my brain 
that it wasn't so dangerous and that I could do it, bad things weren't going to happen. And so I um, started creating that evidence that I could do that. And it kind of got that survival part of my brain kind of unstuck from the idea of this is new, I can't do it. I was able to challenge, to challenge that part of my brain because um, sometimes it needs to be challenged. It's okay that it's there and we can appreciate it's there and trying to keep us safe, but we can challenge it. And that comes to the part where I want to say, well, we can have the anxiety still be there and we can still function and we can still operate not from that place of anxiety. Um, to go back to, to the toddler around in your head, so if the toddler's coming around and it keeps pulling on you and saying, I need your attention, saying your name. And so the more you ignore it, the more you walk away, the more they're pulling on you, the louder they get. And that's kind of anxiety. So what would happen if you acknowledge the anxiety? Um, I had a teacher once tell me, and, and she was speaking to us and she said, yes, she said, she was saying, telling us what she was saying in her mind. She's like, I'm feeling anxious right now. So I'm saying, yep, anxiety. I see you. I feel you. I understand you. I feel your tightness in my chest. I feel your churning in my stomach and your tightness in my neck. And she's saying this to herself. And she said, as she did that, it was able to kind of, it didn't go away, but she was able to kind of focus through it. And, and to do what she wanted to do. It was almost like you say to the toddler, oh, you know, so-and-so, I hear you. And, and then they can go off on their way and sit on the side and they're still making their noise. They still may say something to you occasionally, but it's not this, this constant tug. But sometimes we just have to take that moment to acknowledge it, accept it, sometimes even lean into it and learn how to be with it. And sometimes as we learn how to be with it, it takes that anxiety away from being anxious or from being anxious about our anxiety. And it kind of turns the dial down a little bit and allows us to do what we need to do. Um, so this is something that I think is a game changer. A lot of times I think that uh, it's hard to start doing this on your own because we've followed that path of anxiety from our primitive brain and our mind so many times that rut is so deep. It feels like that's our only choice, right? And that's something that um, I can help with in life coaching is to really help see some of that beliefs um, and thoughts that are going on that have been going on for so long that feel so true that are just adding to this anxiety that we think it can't go away, that we can't function. And I can have, I can help you look at it and see where these thoughts are coming from that might be, that are causing this. And we can decide together or you with that information, you can decide, is that something I want to keep? Is that something that's helping me in my life? Is this keeping me safe or is it just something that 
we've, I've been doing for so long, maybe it's not doing what I thought it was. So we can figure this out together. Um, it helps to have someone to, to help be the, the observer of what's going on instead of being so emotionally involved in the middle of that anxiety. As we do that, we can practice techniques to, like I talked about, to kind of acknowledge the anxiety and learn how to have it be there, but still function. So with practice, we can do this and we can figure out how to move forward and, and do the things that you wanna do in your life that you've, probably felt as almost impossible sometimes for years. So that's something that um, I can help you with, or you can find someone that can help you with. But it, I'm gonna challenge you when your brain is telling you, I don't know, and I can't, because it thinks it's keeping you safe, but that's maybe safe is not the entire life that you wanna have. Maybe there are some things that are worth taking a risk for. So I'm so glad that you joined me today um, on Strong As You Think. And let me know if you have questions and I would love to be your coach if that's something you think that could work for you. Um, go ahead and message me or check me out at amyelkinscoaching.com and we can set up a free 30-minute discovery call to talk about how we can work together. So thanks for joining me and we'll see you next time at Strong As You Think. Bye. Thanks for being with me today on Strong As You Think. Don't forget to subscribe to keep getting more. If you don't have a life coach already, we can talk on a free 30-minute Zoom discovery call about how we can work together. Find me at amyelkinscoaching.com and on Facebook and Instagram at amyelkinscoaching and message me there. Talk to you next time.